think I'll, I don't know if I can leave my bracelet on or not. Is it going to bother me? Make us pray for John Sebastian. Sure have uh, had my heart for Pakistan, Pakistan, Pakistan lately. Aren't you glad God loves all the nations and places? And uh, I've been reading about different people groups. This group, you can hardly see the guy. He's got on a little white hat and a blue outfit. He's a Lohar, L-O-H-A-R, Lohar. They are so unique. There are 2.1 million of them, 2.1 million. You would be amazed how many people in Pakistan you'll read, one million, two million, three million more, where there has never, ever been a single believer, much less a church. So never among the Lohar, never. They have never been reached, ever, with the gospel. 2.1 million. Isn't that hard just to say, 2.1 million? And they're so unique. They're blacks. They are nomadic blacksmiths. They travel from village to village to village, and almost all of them are blacksmiths. They are a nomadic community. They go from village to village doing blacksmith work, usually in rural areas. They repair plows, shovels, hoes, usually for village farmers. Uh, in India, what is interesting, there are not that many in India. I forget how many it is. Uh, uh, well, 600,000, as some. All of the Lohars in India are Hindu, and all of the Lohars in Pakistan are Muslim. Interesting. They have never heard the gospel. Pakistan is a very close country, very difficult to, uh, for missionaries to get in and have consistent contact, much less with a nomadic people group. Pray the Lord will bring the person with the right skills, willing to die to self and comfortable lifestyle, and travel with a nomadic Lahar community and tell stories from the Bible and teach the ways of Jesus. Amen? And may God do a great work among the Lohars. He can, amen? So let's pray. Father, I do thank you for your love. Nobody loves like Jesus. Nobody loves like our Father who art in heaven. Nobody loves like the Holy Spirit. You love the Lohars, the traveling nomads who are often doing blacksmith work in a closed nation, Pakistan. Uh, and I'm so glad we can pray exactly what your word told us and which is so obviously needed, that the Lord of the harvest would raise up laborers for that specific harvest field raising up men, women, families that will be called by you, anointed by you, full of your love as humble servants to minister to this particular group in Pakistan. Pray for the ones in India, likewise, the Hindus, and ask for a great move of the gospel of grace and the cross of Jesus to raise up multitudes of believers who will have life abundant in Jesus forever. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, never get tired of watching God do sovereign miracles. And uh, <laughs> the psalmist Joel and Sonia did. So we will invite the young adults to come over. And all of us older adults, although I don't like the word older because I'm young. young so we will all uh, join you actually in uh, what we will do together. That's why I can't get over Joel uh, picking those songs. He could not have had any idea what I was going to do. And I, so this was planned before you picked any song. And the first thing was we were all supposed to cover our eyes. Okay, close your eyes. And now all of us are supposed to stand up with our eyes closed and covered. Yeah, it does seem dangerous. I'm totally glad that I have some common sense. And just imagine what I do in that sanctuary that I can't stand with those lights out. Can you imagine trying just to walk around in here like this? We're going to, 
In the darkness, what do you do? You stumble. You stumble in the darkness. You stumble, you fall. It's not a good way to live with blind eyes. Okay, so now you can take your hands away. And now you get to stick your fingers. If you're not scared to do it, just stick them on in the ears. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm already having trouble hearing it. My voice sounds funny to myself. And uh, I would not want to live like this. Would you have to spend a day with your fingers in your ears? Maybe we should, because if we had to spend a whole day like this, Joel, we might remind ourselves that sometimes we are pretty deaf to God. Mm. Amen? Amen? Okay, and then everybody can touch their heart, your heart. You know, one of the things I always am amazed at is the heart, you know, because I did go to medical school and studying the way the heart functions and works. It's just spectacular. Golly, Pete, if you can't worship God, what he does with a human body. So we are born, every one of us in this room, physically alive, right? Physically alive. Isn't it hard to believe that our hearts spiritually were dead? It's just, isn't it amazing just to remind ourselves that everyone in this room can see, hallelujah, that's a gift, and we can hear, right, every one of us, I don't think there's anyone definite, we can hear, hallelujah, and every one of us in this room, our heart's beating, right, beat, 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 and can you imagine just coming out of a mother's womb where you see and hear and your heart's beating, but spiritually you're blind as a bat, deaf as a post, and dead, 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 and we forget that, don't we? We forget it. That's why I can't believe you picked that song. Open our eyes that we may see. That was one of the verses. What was the other one? Open our ears. What was the other one? Open our heart. I mean, I didn't plan this. Because we need, I think as believers even, we forget that every day uh, we are in desperate need of the miracle power of God. Did you know that? You know that? I mean, one of the things you were talking about in that message, uh, in that song, Joel, which I want, I, I, I've, all day long, I don't know why, but all today especially, I have just had a, a desire to see Jesus' glory. I want to see His glory. That's not a, something physical with these eyes. I, I know that it's a miraculous work of the Holy Spirit to give me eyes of faith to really see His glory, really see it. That's why John says in 1 John when he's talking, he says, that which we have heard, that which we have seen, that which our hands have handled. But then he uses a different phrase, that which we have beheld. That's a supernatural word about supernatural revelation that gave him a supernatural experience of seeing Jesus. And I was just thinking about that. You can go to church, you can go through days and weeks and months of your life, but you know what you really need? You need to see Jesus. You need to hear Jesus, and your heart needs to pump with love for Jesus. And it's so easy for that not to be true. You know, how can I really see the glory of Jesus? Really, really. I mean, miraculously, supernaturally see Him. And how can my ears miraculously really hear His Voice And how can my heart miraculously just be overflowing with love for him? Isn't that what you want? That's what I'm praying is going to happen today. I'm praying that God is going to work unbelievable, extraordinary miracles where you will really see Jesus, where you will really hear Jesus, and where your heart will pulsate with love for him. And we're going to do that kind of a unique way. So let me pray, and then we'll... 
kind of do this a different way. Lord, that is our prayer. What a great song. Open my eyes that I may see. Ah, Every one of us. Open our ears that we may hear. Open our hearts that we may love. Oh, what miracles of grace. Do that for us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I love watching God do things like this that we don't plan. (laughs) Because it excites me to know that then I know very clearly that he is here uh, to do something very special when he orchestrates things that we never uh, could have actually even thought of. My opening scripture talking about (laughs) from the songs you sang, this was simply what I wrote down. It's what I was praying for every one of us in this room. It comes from Ephesians 1 verse 17. I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Exactly what that song was coming from. That song came from that verse. Eyes of your heart. Remember where it said eyes of your heart? You didn't know you had eyes in your heart, did you? <laughs> you do. And that is my prayer. Yeah, Revelation, that word. We're going to talk about the revelation of Jesus. We're going to be looking at revelation. But revelation is a word that emphasizes a supernatural, miraculous, sovereign work of God that produces an effect that cannot be done by you or any human or any other person. And so what we're asking is that uh, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is why Paul was praying it, the Father of glory would give you a supernatural spirit of wisdom and revelation to know God and that the eyes of your heart miraculously would be opened. And so what I'm praying is simply that uh, you will see, touch your eyes, see Jesus, your ears that you will hear, and your heart that will be opened to love him. And we're going to do this a really unique way. We're going to do something really different. We're going to look at pictures, and I'm going to use the book of Revelation. So it's just going to be the book of Revelation. So I'm taking passages out of the book of Revelation. You don't even necessarily have to follow. If you want to, fine. If you want to write things down, fine. You know, sometimes I like to close my eyes and just listen. If you want to do that, I won't be offended, and I won't think you're asleep. So, you know, if you want to just close your eyes and just listen and picture it, if you want to follow along in your Bible, that's fine too. But what we're going to do is look at pictures of Jesus. Have you figured out that that's one of the things that Revelation really wants to do? Revelation wants to just paint some of the most spectacular pictures of Jesus you ever dreamed of and let you just look. Just look at Jesus. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to just look at Jesus. And as I'm doing this, my prayer for you, and I'm not going to give a whole lot of comment. I'm going to just let the Word do what only the Word can do so that we'll actually be praying ourselves. It takes effort to stay focused, amen? I know my mind can be derailed. So you've got to work to keep your mind focused by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we're doing this, just say, Lord, I want to see Jesus' glory. Lord, I want to hear Jesus' voice, not Pastor Brian. And Lord, I want my heart to be miraculously filled with life and love just as I look at Jesus. Let me see him. Let me Exactly what the song said. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my ears that I may hear. Open my heart. Just like it said. So we're just going to look at these great pictures. I will cite the scripture for those of you who do want to write it down or if you want later want to look. So we'll be starting and there's just going to be pictures of Jesus. Revelation chapter 1. Verses 9 through 18. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance which are in Jesus, I was on the island called Patmos 
because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet saying, write in the book what you see and send it to the churches. I turned to see this voice that was speaking with me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands and in the middle of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed in a robe reaching to his feet, girded across his chest with a golden sash. His head, his hair were white like wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze glowing in a furnace. His voice was like the sound of many waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp and two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell down at his feet as a dead man. And he laid his right hand upon me and said, Do not fear. Do not be afraid. I am the first. I am the last. I am the living one. I was dead. Behold, I'm alive forever and forever, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Revelation chapter 4 and 5. Look at Jesus. After these things I looked, behold, a door opened in heaven. The first voice which I had heard, like the sound of the trumpet that spoke with me previously, said, Come up here. I'm going to show you what must take place after these things. Immediately I was in the Spirit. Behold, a throne standing in heaven and one sitting on the throne. He who was sitting was like a jasper stone and a sardius in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne like an emerald in appearance. And around the throne, 24 other thrones. And upon the thrones, 24 elders sitting clothed in white garments, golden crowns upon their heads. And from the throne proceeded flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And in the center, around the throne, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first creature like a lion, second creature like a calf, third creature had the face like that of a man, the fourth creature like a flying eagle, the four living creatures, each one of them had six wings, each one full of eyes around and within, and day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God the Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. And when the living creatures give this glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and forever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. And this is what they say, Worthy are you, our Lord, our God, to receive all glory, honor, and power, for you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. And I saw in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne a book. It was written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with loud voice, who is worthy, who is worthy, who is worthy to open the book and break its seals? And no one in heaven, on earth, or under the earth was able to open the book or even look into it. And I began to weep greatly because no one was worthy. No one found worthy to open the book and look into it. 
But one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has overcome to open up the book in its seven seals. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He came, he took that book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he took that book, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each one having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they all sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and open up the seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you made them into a kingdom, priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. And I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the number of them, myriads of myriads, thousands of thousands, all saying with loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, might, honor, glory, blessing, and every created thing in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all things in them I could hear saying, to him who sits on the throne into the Lamb be blessing, honor, glory, dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And all the elders fell down and they worshipped. Hallelujah. Chapter 7, verse 9. After these things I looked again, behold, a great multitude. Nobody could count the multitude. From every nation, every tribe, every people, every tongue, they were standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, palm branches in the hands, crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne into the Lamb. And all the angels standing around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures fell on their faces. They fell before the throne and they worshiped God and they said, Amen. Blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, might to our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying to me, Those who are clothed in white robes, who are they? Where did they come from? And I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who have come out of great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they're before the throne of God. They serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits on the throne spreads his tabernacle over them, and they will hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun beat down on them, nor any heat, for the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God is going to wipe every single tear from their eyes. Chapter 11, verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there arose loud voices in heaven, and they said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ, and He will reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces, worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God the Almighty, who are, who were, because you have taken your great power and begun to reign. And the nations were enraged, and your wrath came, and the time came for the dead 
dead to be judged, and the time to give the reward to the bondservants, the prophets and saints, those who hear your who fear your name, small and great, to small and great alike, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. And the temple of God which is in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple, flashes of lightning, sounds and peals of thunder, an earthquake, great hailstorm, and a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, her head a crown of twelve stars, and she was with child. And she cried out, being in labor and pain, to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. And she gave birth to a son, a male child. He will rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up in victory to God in his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so she there could be nourished. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels waging war. And they weren't strong enough and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation, power, and kingdom of our God, the authority of Christ has come. The accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. They didn't love their life even to death. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has come down to you. He has great wrath and he knows that he only has a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the child. And two wings of a great eagle were given to the woman, so she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she was nourished. And the serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman, so that he might cause her to be swept away with flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river which the dragon had poured out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went off to make war with the rest of her offspring with anybody who keeps the commandments of God and who holds to the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 15, verse 3. They sang the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God the Almighty. Righteous and true are your ways, thou King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all the nations will come and worship before you. For your righteous acts, they indeed have been revealed. Revelation 19, verse 1. After these things I heard, as it were, a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God, because His judgments are true and righteous, for he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality. He has avenged the blood of his bondservants on her. And a second time they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever. 
And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down. They worshiped God who sits on the throne. And they said, Amen, hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all you his bondservants, you who fear him, small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, the sound of mighty peals of thunder, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in the fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen are the righteous acts of the saints. And he said to me, Write, Blessed are those invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true words of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, Do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened. Behold, a white horse. He who sat upon it is called faithful and true. In righteousness he judges, waging war. His eyes are a flame of fire. Upon his head are many diadems. He has a name written upon him which no one knows except himself. He's clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he will smite the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name. And it is written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Revelation 20 verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it from whose presence earth and heaven fled away. No place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things written in the books according to their deeds. The sea gave up their dead in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. And death and Hades were thrown into a lake of fire. This is the second death. It is a lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. And I saw the new heaven and the new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them. And they will be his peoples, and God himself shall be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without any cost. He who overcomes will inherit all these things. I will be his God and he will be my child. But for the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murders, the immorals, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the liars, their part is in the lake of fire. It burns with fire and brimstone. It is the second death. Chapter 22, verse 1. 
and he showed me a river, the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb, and in the middle of its street, and on either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his bondservants will serve him, and they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will no longer be any night. They won't have need of the light of a lamp or even the light of the sun because the Lord God himself will illumine them and they will reign forever and forever. And he said to me, these words are faithful. They are true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show to his bondservants these things which must shortly take place. And behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is everyone who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, am the one who heard. I saw these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things. And he said to me, Do not do that. I'm a fellow servant of yours and your brethren, the prophets, and those who heed, and those who heed the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong. Let the one who is filthy still be filthy. Let the one who is righteous practice righteousness. Let the one who is holy keep himself holy. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have a right to the tree of life and can enter by the gates into the city. Outside, dogs and sorcerers, immorals and murderers, idolaters, those who love and practice lying. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let anyone who wants take the water of life without any cost. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life in the holy city written in this book. He who testifies these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all of you. Amen. Wow, wow, wow. Amen. I love just to take the book of Revelation and just to look at these spectacular pictures of Jesus in all his glory and just say, God, would you give me eyes to see him, ears to hear him, and a heart to love him. He really is perfect Jesus, isn't he? He's just perfect Jesus, the perfect creator who made everything in this universe out of nothing by the word of his power, visible and invisible. And not only did he create it all, do you realize that it doesn't continue to exist except it's upheld by his power? Have you ever thought of that? That if Jesus removed his power for one second, everything created in the universe would instantly would cease from existence. He not only created everything out of nothing by the word of his power, but his power causes it to continue to exist. And he chose voluntarily to leave glory and all its splendor to enter into a world of woe where he would be cursed and ridiculed and rejected and betrayed and benign 
denied, and his own family would treat him like trash. And he came to go to a cross to be crucified. So the punishment that we read about in this book that is very real and true, <laughs> that there is a hope because the punishment placed on him, on his body and soul, so that you and I can be not guilty and free from judgment. Hallelujah. And not only forgiven from our sin, but to know the power of the cross and the resurrection of the gospel, setting me free into life, abundant life forever, so that I can be all that God created me to be in full, abundant life. Isn't that glorious? It just makes my heart sing to know that God wants nothing but abundant life for everybody. He wants all people to know life, to know it abundantly, to be filled up to all the fullness of God, for the works of the world, the flesh, and the devil to be destroyed, and all the blessings of his kingdom to bloom in all their fullness. Hallelujah. Life and life abundantly. Isn't that spectacular? And he lived that perfect life for you and me. I never get tired of the righteousness of Jesus, that what makes me right with God is who he is and what he did and not who I am and what I do. And that is a fact that will never change. Isn't that great? The righteousness of Christ is a fact. It's not about how good Brian is and what Brian does. It's about who Jesus is and what Jesus does. And he is always perfect. And you have it. And he rose from the dead for you in absolute victory, proving that he had the power to do what he said. And he offers every blessing of the gospel for everybody at all times, for anybody who will come and drink, right? How many times did this text say anyone who wants to come to the rivers of the water of life and drink without cost come? You know, drink the abundance of his house, of the river of his delights, the river of the water of life for any person on the planet that wants it. Isn't that wonderful? If you're thirsty... You're invited to come to the river of life and to drink. And hallelujah, he is coming again, isn't he? Maranatha, can you feel it? And how I look forward to the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells, a body that will never get sick. Hallelujah, no heart problems there. <laughs> a soul that will never, ever, ever sin again. And the beauty of the new heavens and the new earth and all their glory a universe to explore and all the splendor of God forever and ever and ever. And Jesus gives this as a gift of love to anyone that wants it. I'm just awed when I look at those pictures and I read those stories and I'll close with just what I never get tired of hearing. I just want you to hear again that God, the heart of God, he longs for all people to know his abundant life. That's why I can feel it and that's why I feel sad. You know, it does make me want to cry. When I look at John Sebastian racked with alcohol and addiction and drugs, and I look at him, and he gives me a whole bracelet, and then he laughs, that sly grin in his face where Allison said he looks like Robin Williams, and he does. You know, and he talks to me and tells me stories about his life, and I look at him, and I just know God wants abundant life for you, John. He wants you to be abundant, and I just can't bear watching him live like that. You know? Because I know the heart of God just, just, just has this desire to give abundant life. Just listen to these verses again that talk about the heart of God. Genesis 6, 5 and 6. The Lord God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every single intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And God was grieved in his heart. Isn't that a staggering verse? And God was grieved. And Jesus wept because he weeps with those who weep. 
And the Holy Spirit can be what? Grieved. I'm glad that I have a Holy Spirit that can weep. I have a Jesus that can weep. I have a Father who can see what I see and His heart be broken. Aren't you glad? I'm glad that just shows me the heart of God. That my Father can be grieved in His heart. That Jesus can weep in His heart. That the Holy Spirit can be grieved. I mean, I don't want to grieve Him, but I'm just glad that He has a heart. Amen? Ezekiel, do I have any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, rather that they would turn from their ways and live. Repent, turn away from your transgressions so that sin won't be a stumbling block for you. Cast away from you all your transgressions and sins which you have committed and make yourself a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you choose to die, O house of Israel? I have no pleasure ever in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God. Therefore, repent and you will live. Say to them, tell them, that as I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of any wicked, but rather that they would turn from their ways and they will live. Turn back, turn back, turn back to me from your evil ways. Why would you choose to die? Wow. Don't let this one fact escape your notice, beloved. With the Lord, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. The Lord is not slow about His promises as some count slowness, but He is patient towards you all because He does not desire for any to perish, but that all would come to repentance. 2 Peter 3.89, 1 Timothy 2.3-6. This is good. It's acceptable in the sight of God. He's our Savior. And He desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of His truth. For there's one God, and one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ, and he gave himself as the ransom for all. That was from Ezekiel 18, verse 23, verse 30 through 32, and chapter 33, verse 11. Peter 3, 8 and 9, and 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 6. Says. And certainly, and when I see these, what it does is, it, you know, I love seeing these pictures about Jesus and hearing these things because it motivates me. It makes me want to repent. Doesn't it make you? When I see this and hear Jesus and when my heart falls in love with Jesus and when I understand this splendor, it makes me want to repent from my sin. It makes me want to believe in Jesus. It makes me want to follow Jesus. It makes me want to love Jesus. It makes me want to obey Him and seek Him and give my life for Him. Doesn't it you? You know, just you see that and you go, Lord, that just, that makes my heart come alive. I'm just not neutral in seeing that. It makes me want to obey you and want to follow you and want to love you and want to trust you and want to seek you and want more of you. Amen? More of you. I want to know you more, Jesus. I want to know you more, Father. I want to trust you more. I want to obey you more. I want to love you more. I want to seek you more. I want to be more for you. Doesn't that do that to you? Just when you hear those things, how can you hear those things about Jesus and not say, wow, my heart like a madness being drawn to you like a moth to the flame. It just makes me want you more and love you more and trust you more and seek you more and want to follow you more. Amen. That's why it's so good to look at pictures of Jesus. That's why scripture says consider Jesus. 
Because the more you'll spend the time to let your mind and your heart and your being focus on the beauty of who he is and what he's doing, that will do the most miraculous heart work in you. You don't even know what's happening. That's what's amazing, isn't it? God's just, as you behold him, you become like him. As you see Jesus supernaturally, as you hear Jesus supernaturally, and as your heart falls in love with him supernaturally, then all of a sudden there are miracles happening inside you. You don't even know they're happening. Hallelujah. And so that is my prayer for us, the revelation of Jesus, that we would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know. Amen. Father, that is our prayer, and we sang that. Uh, it's so exciting because that song is truth. <laughs> yeah. When we say, open our eyes that we may see, we have confidence that you'll give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you and that you will open up the eyes of our heart to see your glory. And when we ask you to give us ears to hear you, we believe that you want us to hear our Father, to hear our Shepherd, to hear the Holy Spirit, to hear our God. Hallelujah. And we ask you to make our hearts love you and love people. That's what you've created us for. The greatest commandment, to love you with all our heart and to love people even people who hurt us, even people who hate us, and to love the least and to love the lost, to love those that the world doesn't think are worth loving. Lord, we thank you. Do this work in our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.